Hey everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations and I have got a really interesting guest for you today. Jason Partington came into my world or the world of Lang and Simmons through Dave Robinson, our growth coach, and his program Making Meditation Mainstream. Hey Jason, how are you? How are you, Leanne? Yeah, Thanks. going really well. Making Meditation Mainstream is all about exactly what it says, right? Taking the stigma away from meditation. Can you tell me just a little bit about that program? Yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, it started off as a program which was a uh, community outreach. So we started that program uh, back in the late part of 2018 and essentially it was a group gathering on a Saturday morning at 6.30 in the morning where we would sort of meditate meditate on the sand, uh, connecting at the beach. Uh, it started with just myself and a bit of a flag, <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's ended up uh, I'm now... I'm sure people will come. I'm sure they will. Yeah. The, first, the first couple of sessions were pretty lonely. Um, <laughs> I was hoping someone was going to join. Uh, but it's ended up being, over the last 18 months, we've ended up uh, creating uh, 14 locations and um, with a huge goal of, you know, hundreds, hundreds of these things globally. And um, it's also, you know, because of COVID, we've ended up doing meditations online as well. So. Yeah. We've not only, you know, got the group community aspect and the face-to-face, but we've also got the online content as well. So this is your passion. You do have a, um, a real job, so to speak. Tell me what got you to the, why is this so important to you? Oh, uh, yeah, we um, look, it probably, the, the, the story for me started when I was 28. So, and that was the turning point for me uh like bringing meditation into my life so um you know when i was 28 i was pretty lost i i didn't really have much direction i was following a stereotype pretty much i was from adelaide i had you know beautiful parents and and i went to nice schools and i was very privileged and i was very lucky um to have that upbringing but i was also brought up with a fairly big stereotype around who i should be you know get a job get a degree, get a house, wife, kids, Kids, dog, the rest, and then boom, you're happy then. That's it. Happiness is that. Um, So I did all that and I was very unhappy. (laughs) Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I started, you know, drinking and things like that when I was very young. We had a very, like, in Adelaide, we had a very footy-type beer culture, men, you know, drinking, and that, you know, led to sort of... Men doing men things. Mm, yeah, um, and you know, binge drinking and escaping into those sort of things. So, you know, when I was unhappy, then I would sort of launch myself into many of these types of escapes and addictions. And and addictions and escapes can be anything. You know, for me, it was alcohol predominantly, and then went into drugs. But it also uh, went into things like exercise as well. Too much exercise and. Mm-hmm exercising there and social media and, and a whole range of di- like basically not dealing with what was going on inside and using a whole bunch of different other escapes on the outside to try to not have to deal with it basically so for me that was a big turning point because a friend basically could see that i was going down a very very bad path and rescued me and and took me to a meditation course which was a five-week meditation course and at the end of that how did you re- how did you react to that at the time because you know if you're a, a typical footy loving beer drinking bloke hmm. meditation is not something that normally you would go to easily i wouldn't have thought uh consider a cat above water (laughs) 
that's, that's, so I mean, I, I was saying oh, this is not for me. It's not you know, I'm not a I'm not a hippie. I don't I don't believe in this thing. It's deeply yeah. religious. It's you know, but I was completely turned around in five weeks. I I chose to stop looking on the outside and I start to, started to go on a journey on the inside and. Yeah. I just started asking all these questions, you know, like what is life and why am I here and what's, you know, and not that I had, had the answers, but I started looking inside for answers rather than externally for answers. And um, yeah. uh, that course set me up. Um, it was quite a committed course of meditating twice a day. And so I created the habit. And what I realized was um, I'm a much nicer, connected, uh, giving kind of person with meditation than I am without it. And um, so, you know, when I, when I wasn't meditating, I was finding that I was fueled with fear and, and like very much letting my ego do the talking. And um, so I decided that I'd just keep on meditating because I was calmer and content and, you know, all those sort of things. And um, so fast forward 21 years, I guess the, the the crux of the situation for us, for, for me, was uh, in two, the late t- 2018. We had 33 suicides in our local area in one in one year. Uh, and you're now in Sydney, right? You're on the northern beaches. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, yeah. yeah, northern beaches of Sydney, and unfortunately, yeah. we're a bit renowned, and we um, for having. Yeah, high- you are. I've got a lot of friends in that part of the world, and yeah, unfortunately, there is for whatever reason a very high suicide rate, particularly with men, young men, right? Yeah, look, it's, you know, um, we're losing eight people a day and six of those are men. That's the stat, that's the statistics from 2018, 2019, Beyond Blue. Um, and that hasn't changed and it's increasing, it's increasing uh, year on year. And now with COVID, they are forecasting some pretty horrific uh, increases in that in that suicide rate and mental health challenges. I was actually speaking to the Shadow Minister for Women on a podcast last week or the week before, and she was saying that during COVID, um, inquiries to shelters and refuges are up by 930%. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, right? Unfortunately, uh, two days ago, you know, Lifeline broke its uh, broke a record, and that was well over thirty three hundred crisis calls in a day, yeah. uh, which wow. is massive. You know, when you think about, like, really, truly think about that. So, um, you know, I mean, that that for me, that was the that was all I needed to see that, and I, I'd just been working on my own my own personal practice for twenty one years, and and all of a sudden, it was like a shining light. It was. Ooh, but because it saved me in so many different ways, um, I was wondering why more people weren't coming towards it. Yeah. And, and the same stereotype existed back when I was 28 and it was the same now. And men don't, particularly men don't come towards meditation. They think it's yeah. the same stereotype that I thought 21 years ago. Um, and so making meditation mainstream was how could we rebrand it? How could we make it look different so it was more available and it wasn't so deeply spiritual or it, or it didn't look that it was only for a certain sector of the community? How can we make it look more normalised? How, how can we make it more, you know? So if you went down to a beach like two years ago or one year ago, you'd only ever see one person maybe here or there if you were lucky meditating. Um, and that makes people feel like, oh, that's a unique thing. Whereas mm-hmm. if people saw a group of people meditating that that were all supposedly normal mainstream people meditating together, yeah. then it would normalise it 
and it would create this sort of feeling of oh well that could be for me so that's why we've you know we've created a scenario where it's very easy walk-in situation uh, and it it feels normal and it doesn't feel crazy to do meditation it feels in fact a beautiful thing to do with other people yeah it's it's, it's really interesting i have a lot of because i try to meditate in fact i have done a session with you down at avalon beach one early one morning which was just beautiful to sit there and meditate um, usually when i meditate i need to have um, a something going on that I can focus on, a voice, that a guided meditation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being on the beach, you're just listening to the, the waves and it was just a really, it was a really beautiful experience. So I'm an on and off meditator. I know that it helps me um, and then I get busy and I stop and then I need to get that back into that habit. But I have a lot of people around me that I talk to about it and they say, oh, no, I can't meditate. I've tried, I can't, I can't. So what would you say to those people? Because they're like, oh, I, can't, I can't shut off that voice in my head. But it's not about shutting the voice off, really, is it? It's about acknowledging that voice and letting it go. Is that? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better, really. I mean, you can't control your thoughts. You can't control that. It's, it's not a practice that you can control as thoughts coming in and thoughts going. And I think that that's where people get, a lot, uh, get stuck a lot is that they feel that they can they have the ability to control thoughts. Well, that's not the case. It's more of an acknowledgement and it's how you handle that environment and situation. Many people get stressed because of it. Um, you know, a simple, like a simple directive to say, you know, I saw a, a man last week who was part of my courses and he was he constantly referred to his meditation being up here. And I just, I just said, look, imagine if you're, if you're not meditating out of your head, but you're actually meditating out of your heart. And that one thing, he did a meditation and he came to me after, he said that one thing changed everything, just that fact of dropping through that layer of the head and actually meditating from the heart was enough for yeah. him to have a different experience. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different ways. I know some people can have it like a, your thoughts are like a, a bubble that you just like let it drift off, whereas for me I like to think that I'm underwater with the waves. And the waves just kind of the thoughts just go over and I just let them go and I'm just floating. Yeah, so anyway, to each their own. You've now got um, every weekend on, it was 13 locations on Sydney beaches at the moment. Uh, we've got 14 now. 14, okay. 14 and we've got another uh, six to roll out over the next um, six months. We're actually launching in Switzerland and Hawaii coming up as well. Wow, so, how exciting. Do you get to go for the launch? I oh, know, silly question. Not you can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's right, Dan. <laughs> I can't even go to Queensland. Um, no, I know. I know. It's a changed world. But, um, uh, but it's, this, is, this for you really is about doing something proactive to actually improve people's mental health and, and then hopefully positively impact the suicide rate, right? Totally, yeah. We would, and I think that's why we've got such a strong partnership with Lifeline. They, yeah. Uh, especially the way that we're doing the this sort of mainstream connection with people is it's not so much, you know, the meditation, it's more about connecting people. So for us, it's about connection and it's about community. And those two things align very well with Lifeline. I mean, Lifeline see a lot of the back end. So they are supporting, you know, people who are already in a situation of crisis and uh, they really enjoy the partnership that we're, that we're growing together because we're working on the front end and we're, we're, trying to avoid that situation by giving people skills and tools and community yeah. that they can draw upon that is going to allow them to, you know, find a different way forward um, rather than falling into crisis. 
Mm. Those two things are such are such such strong things. If people if people get seen, if they get seen and they get held, those two yeah. things being seen and feeling connected and feeling connected inside, but also feeling connected to nature and connected to each other, um, forming community where you're seen and held. Yeah, it, it's a very strong thing for people. If you've got those two things, then you know, you, I think you've got a lot more resilience to be able to deal and have capacity to deal with life if you've got those two things going on. It's not the answers to everything, but it is something which is filling your cup. And yeah. you know, that's what we're trying to do is we fill the cup and we've got people that come down every week and that's their cup fill. They come down, they, they, don't, they look forward to it so much, they don't, they're not having their cups filled at all during the week. But they, they come to that one session, it gets filled and then they go. Yeah. yeah, it's quite wonderful. I know all of the Lang and Simmons offices on the Northern Beaches mm. have partnered, as has Lang and Simmons Corporate, and I know that the team often get down there to, to meditate with you on the weekends, which is awesome. Now, you have 28 for 28 happening in the month of October. Tell me about that and why October? Yeah, so October is Mental Health Month. Mm. Um, the theme for this year for Mental Health Month is uh, Tune In. So what, what better, you know, what better connection towards meditation than, the, than those words of tune in? Um, we were particularly, you know, uh, we were aware of the statistical um, situation going on from Lifeline and the increase in the call rates. And so like during, because it, as a direct result of COVID. And so we had that sort of inside knowledge. And a couple of months ago, we were like, well, how can we, how can we be more impactful? How, how can we make this take something and put it into the community more and also help and support Lifeline with what they're doing? Uh, because we really, really need them and they're under, they're under great pressure and stress to be able to deal with this as well. So um, we came up with the idea of the 28 for 28 campaign. So what we're really asking the community is to commit to 28 days uh, during Mental Health Month of doing 10 minutes a day of meditation. That's the first part. So the commitment towards their own mental health and feeling the difference of what it's like to actually drop into meditation and connection for 10 minutes a day and to see how, how you feel at the end of 20, 28 days. So that's the first part. The second thing we're asking is for them to raise $28 or a dollar a day throughout the entire promotion. So the $28 is key because that's what it costs Lifeline in order for them to resource and train someone to be able to answer that crisis call, which could potentially save a life. So we're asking people to commit to their own mental health for the 28 days with 10 minutes and at the same time raise $28 for Lifeline to support that one call. So support one call, two calls, three calls, however many you can, you know, you fundraise, you can have a team fundraising and get together as a staff unit or uh, as a team and, and raise lots of funds. You can get T-shirts and merchandise. Um, but essentially we're looking to raise that awareness, support Lifeline through this, um, you know, to, to support their initiatives because they're such an incredible uh, support um, and also commit to themselves. That's really where it's at. Yeah, it sounds great. I, I get my T-shirt on Monday, Good. so I will. Um, I'll <laughs> I'll um, I'll do my social media posts, and I will commit to that meditation. I keep talking about going back to it, and I do it for a day or two. But I promise I will do it for twenty-eight days. Awesome. 
with statistics like that, did you say 3,300 calls in one day? Yeah, across Australia. Across Australia. And I'm guessing they don't have the resources to take all those calls, right? Well, look, I've, I've been down there. I've, I've, been, I've been at the Lifeline offices. So yep. my, there's one thing getting data. It's another thing sitting there in the, like being a witness and seeing how these, like how these like angels like really these people who who are in lifeline that sit there and help people on the other side of the line um like have incredible capacity and um what was really impactful for me was obviously there is a like not enough people to handle all the calls all the time so what is very what was very impactful for me when i was there was seeing people waiting on the other end while there wasn't enough resources and then seeing it hang up. Yes, now, yes. We don't know what happens. No. Then. We don't know what happens. So, but for me to, to watch that and to witness that means we need more resources. We need more, we need more people to answer more calls. And, mm. uh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. So if people want to get involved in um, 28 for 28 or they want to know more about what you do, where can they find more information? Uh, the easiest way is to go to the Making Meditation Mainstream website, which yep. is, as you'd expect, makingmeditationmainstream.com.au. Yep. Uh, or you can go to Instagram or socials and just look up at Making Meditation Mainstream. Uh, and both of those have links and everything there's an event page uh so you just go towards the event page you can register you can register on our website and yeah just get involved in what making meditation mainstream is supporting everyone through october we're doing three meditations a day uh yeah. live meditations online so actually two of them are live at 6 30 and at 8 p.m 6 30 in the morning and at 8 p.m at night and we've got a uh, a beautiful audio recorded meditation and they're all really express ones just 10 to 12 minutes yep. um, that we're launching in the middle of the day so in the middle of the day there's a beautiful audio you know crisp audio uh, that Roland music have got on board and supported us as well so you know we've got great audio there as well oh that's great i will um, i'll check it out myself and work out where my 10 minutes is going to fall yeah. um, and if people want to come to the beach on a saturday morning they don't do they need to book in or they can just turn up they just rock up um okay we, we, we are covid safe so yes. we've got covid regulations and procedures that we that we follow and if we have we're very fortunate that we have more than one leader at every we've got you know anywhere between two to five leaders at any location so if more than 20 people rock up, we can, we, we stayed two different groups yep. with people and we've got sanitizer and registrations and everything. All that stuff. Yeah. 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 And I can tell from, I can tell you from personal experience, everybody, it's definitely worth it. It's such a beautiful way to start your day. So congratulations on everything that you're working towards. I'm absolutely thrilled that we've been able to partner with you for this, because it is so important. It's something that we are, at, we're all passionate about within our business. So thank you. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Leanne.